Welcome to the You're Not Invisible After 50 podcast. I'm Kiran Kumar, founder and host of You're Not Invisible After 50. Despite the title, you don't have to be over 50 to listen to this podcast. No matter whether you're 25, 45 or 65, we can all learn lessons from each other to help us build a better, more fulfilled life. Come listen to the inspiring stories of all the phenomenal women over 50 who are kicking ass and making an impact. They are not invisible. I'm not invisible and neither are you. So no matter what society says, life doesn't end at 50. In fact, it's just beginning. Welcome to the You Are Not Invisible After 50 podcast. I'm Kieran and host of this podcast. We're all about showcasing phenomenal women over 50 who are kicking ass and making an impact. You'll get to hear all their inspiring stories while you don't have to be invisible after 50. So sit back and enjoy the wonderful life story from this week's guest. My guest today is Pauline Adelaika. Hi, Pauline. Hi, Karen. How are you? I'm absolutely wonderful, my lovely, and I'm glad, so glad that you're here. So thank you for being for choosing to come onto the podcast. My pleasure. And thank you for creating a podcast for women after 50. Because as you know, we have been pushed under the rug as far as society is concerned. We're useless. So I'm glad that you have this red flag shining across the world. We are not useless. We have so much to offer to one another, to encourage one another, to inspire one another. So thank you for having the idea to come up with this podcast. Oh, bless you. I mean, really, honestly, that means so much because you always think, oh, I'm going to do this. How is it going to turn out? But it's turning out really well. And I'm so glad that you're on this podcast. So we're going to go and talk about you. I want you to introduce yourself to the listeners in one line or more of who you are. Okay. My name is Pauline Adeleke. I am a mother of two phenomenal sons. I am a grandmother of six beautiful grandchildren, and I am a fitness coach slash fitness fanatic. I love to work out and I love to share my passion with my audience. I love to share my passion with the world. And I praise God that I am living in a time right now where I can connect with women all over the world and just share the importance of moving your body and working out. Just That's love who that. I am. Just love that. Just love that. We're going to talk about all of that in a moment or two. So in this podcast, we're going to cover your life story, the past, the present, Mm -hmm. and if there was a trigger a point at 50. But let's talk Mm -hmm. about the past. Let's tell me a bit about yourself. So wherever you want to start, whatever you want to say. Okay, I was born in 1952. Uh, I was born in New York City, Um, had two wonderful parents who always encouraged me to jump into any area that I wanted to jump into. So I grew up in New York City. I went to graduate school at Atlanta University. 
And after Atlanta University, I had the option to teach. So I was getting ready to step into the teaching arena when one day I opened up the newspaper and I saw, and this was in 1974, I believe, I saw that there was an advertisement for international flight attendants. Then the adventure really started. I uh, had training for about five weeks, passed my training. And then after that, I got the opportunity to fly all over the world. I got the opportunity to have friends in Lisbon and friends in Frankfurt and friends in Barcelona. It was a dream job. It was the best job that I ever had in my life. So like every young lady in her 20s, you're flying around the world looking for your husband. <laughs> but one day uh, I had a flight. It was Paris, Lisbon, Lisbon, New York. I had a layover in New York for a week and a half. I saw this, this exhibition in the New York Times that was getting ready to uh, premiere at the Metropolitan Museum of Art. And uh, the name of the exhibition was treasures of ancient Nigeria. Mm -hmm. So I said, oh, this sounds great. I said, I love African art. Let me go and check out this exhibition. Mm -hmm. And the exhibition was everything that they said it was. It was fabulous. I mean, the art was just so impressive that it hypnotized me. So this one particular piece that I was looking at, I mean, I was just entranced at it. I just could not believe the carving, the I just the detail of it. So I was just like staring at it. And then this voice behind me says, it's lovely, isn't it? Oh, wow. <laughs> and I turned around and I was startled. And I said, yes, it is lovely. And the, the voice had a British Nigerian accent, but very heavy British. So this person starts talking to me and we just start talking and he says, oh, are you a collector of African art? And I said, no. And I was trying to brush him off because I was so entranced with the art. Mm -hmm. So he introduced himself and I said, it's nice to meet you. Have a nice stay in New York. Mm -hmm. And in so many words, let me get back to looking at the art. Mm -hmm. So that's what, so he said, oh, it's a pleasure to meet you too. And he got the hint mm -hmm. and he left. Mm -hmm. So as I was walking out, I was coming down one side of the staircase. And to my surprise, he was coming down the other side. Mm -hmm. And then when we get, when we get to the bottom, he says, oh my gosh. He says, um, what a coincidence. He says, look, he says, I have to take you out for lunch. Nice. So I said, okay. So we go out to lunch and Karen, we are talking, 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 nonstop. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, we're talking so much that we closed the restaurant down. <laughs> and then I get ready to go into the train station. He says, look, I'm going to walk you to the train station. So he walks me to the train station and he says, can I get your number? I want to make sure that you got home safely. So I said, okay. So I give him my number. I get home. I bought the catalog from the exhibition. 
When I get home, I put on some comfortable clothes. I snuggle up to my couch. I open up the catalog and I just get entranced into the art again. And then I hear the telephone ring. Mm -hmm. I'm startled and it's him and his name is John. And he says, I just wanted to make sure that you got home safely. Oh, how and I sweet. said, yes, yes, I got home safely. Thank you so much. So he says, listen, I have canceled all of my engagements mm -hmm. for tomorrow evening. May I please have the honor of taking you out to dinner? And to make a long story short, uh, we get married the next month. I fly, I, I quit my job mm -hmm. and I fly to Nigeria. And uh, I live in Nigeria for seven years. It, it's just so much to the story. And again, to make the story short, the government was not very pleased with him because he was, he was developing this large, large development in Nigeria. It was going to be like the World Trade Center of Nigeria. As a matter of fact, he was on the board of the World Trade Center here in New York. Right. And he knew uh, Mr. Yamasaki, the architect who built the World Trade Center in New York. Mm -hmm. And he wanted to make he wanted to make Nigeria the epic center of Africa. That was mm -hmm. his plan. Mm -hmm. So he had gotten engineers from Amsterdam to make land on a lagoon, pumping sand to make land on a lagoon. And that's exactly what they did. He had made thousands and thousands of acres of land. Mm -hmm. And when the government saw what he was doing, at first the government was okay with it. But when the government saw what he was doing, the government said, oh, this is too much for one man. You can't have all of this. So the government stripped the land from him and he took the government to court. It's so much to this story. It's so much to this story. So taking the government to court, he was, he was slowly winning the case. And the government being aware of this, to make a long story short again, had my husband killed. I'm so sorry for that. I'm so sorry for that. Thank you. So uh, when my husband passes away, I was in a state of shock. Mm -hmm. And I had two small children who were four and five years old. And all of the money was in Nigeria. Mm -hmm. And I had to... I was in the States. I was, it's just so much of this story. I was in the States because I was closing up our apartment and I was getting ready to go back to Nigeria. And I remember distinctively his secretary gives me a call. No, before that, my husband gives me a call and says to me, I'll be at the airport and I'll meet you tomorrow and I can't wait to see you. So when tomorrow came, his secretary gives me a call and tells me that my husband is dead. I'm so sorry, Pauline, for that. So uh, thank you. Uh, 
it was a very, very traumatic experience, very traumatic. And uh, I always say that my children saved my life because um, they gave me something to live for. Yeah, I can understand They gave that. me something to live for. So I uh, came back to New York, had to start from scratch all over again because did not have a dime, did not have a penny. So uh, praise God, I, I had my education and uh, I went into the teaching field and I taught for some time. And then after that, I've always loved writing. And uh, I would I had my, my writing business on the side and I saw where I was making more money from my writing business than I was from my teaching business. So I decided to step out on faith and just start my writing company. And the writing company did extremely well. It did so well to keep a roof over our heads and feed my children. And then after my children were grown and went to college and left the, left the nest, then I dived into another passion of mine, which was exercise and fitness. As a matter of fact, exercise and fitness, not only did my children save my life, but my exercise saved my life. Because if I didn't move my body, if I didn't work out, I would implode inside. So I would just, I have a building and in my building, I have 17 flights of steps. So in the morning before I would wake up the children to go to school, I would run up and down the steps, up and round down the steps four or five times. And as I was running up and down the steps, it was like a, it was similar to a meditation. I would be talking to God and, you know, a God, the children, their feet are getting big. Where is the money going to come for, for shoes? Where's the business going to come from? And God would always say, don't worry. I got you covered. I got you covered. Just keep on putting one foot in front of the other. Don't look to the right. Don't look to the left. Just keep on going like a thoroughbred. And I'm a living, walking, talking testimonial that he was faithful. And now today I have six grandchildren, as I say. My oldest son is an electrical engineer who works for the Department of Energy here in Washington, D.C. My younger son was in special forces, a Navy SEAL. A Navy SEAL. Uh, so praise God, everything worked out well. Uh, and now I'm into the third chapter of my life, which is fitness, exercise, and movement, and to encourage women to move their bodies and to encourage women to let them know that once you reach a certain age, it is not over. You do not have to listen to what society and culture tells you to just go sit in a rocking chair and rock your life away. Move your body. That's all, my pulpit. I love everything that you've said. I mean, I'm just going to take you a little bit back in terms of the, the past. First of all, thank you very much for sharing your story. I can see from, you know, we replay these our stories in our heads. We re we retell our stories. You know, they bring emotion. I can I can see that in you, and I feel so kind of 
sympathetic, empathetic about, you know, what you've encountered with, I mean, it's, it's a tragedy that your husband died and, you know, the, the fact that you survived and thrived because of your faith in God, in yes. yourself. And, yeah. you know, we all kind of move forward because we have a reason and a purpose to do that because of our children. Right. They are the biggest motivating factors. We've given birth to our kids. Absolutely. We have to be there for them. And I think that's just, you know, an example of a, being a wonderful mom like you have been to your children. And now look at where they are. I'm so proud of my children. I'm so proud of them. And, you know, I could not give up. I could not stay in darkness because I could not let my children become an orphan. Orphans. Yeah. I, I refuse to do that. So I, again, through my strong faith in God, I, I had to just get my strength together mentally and physically to keep on putting one foot in front of the other. And, and I think there's a really good message there about putting one foot in front of the other. I think you're absolutely right. I mean, what you said about, you know, having the faith in God and just moving forward and having that belief that he's got your back, that he's yeah. got you covered, that you absolutely. will you will achieve. You may sometimes, you know, I, I'm in the same, you know, I, I feel sometimes, oh, my God, what am I doing? Da, 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 da. But if you have the faith in God, you will move forward and you will see your progress as long as you keep on going. Absolutely. And it's like you have to keep the action, right? You have to keep that movement, not just in your body, as you were saying about the exercise, but just move forward. Absolutely. Faith without action is no work. You Absolutely. have to keep on going. You have to. And I know it's, it's, it's very difficult. It's very difficult because I I assume that we have women listening to us right now who are in a very difficult position. Mm -hmm. But I'm here to tell them, you're here to tell them that the sun is eventually going to come out. Yeah. It may take five years. It may take 10 years. It may take 20 years. That's okay. Just keep on moving and do not sit in the ocean of pity and sorrow. Don't do it. Mm -hmm. Keep on moving. Because when you move, especially with exercise, when you move, the endorphins are giving you the medicine. They're giving you the medicine to wake up, to move even more so. It's like, a prescription that your brain has already given to you. And actually a lot of like self-healing, you know, you know, getting rid of a lot of the ailments is through movement and diet and exercise, etc. And as you said, just Pauline, a moment ago, in terms of that's been what's part of that's been the reason why you've kept, you know, kept going. It's about moving. And now you are promoting that to the world through your Instagram and your stories and YouTube. And so shall we talk a little bit more about that? It makes me so happy. I mean, it brings me so much joy. And I say this with a humble heart. I'm mm -hmm. very sincere in saying this. I'm amazed at the people that I'm touching. Mm -hmm. I mean, women from all over the world, this world that we live in is so small. Women from Korea, women from 
all, all from Australia. I just cannot believe it. And I'm just so grateful. I'm so grateful to my supporters, my followers, because whether they know it or not, they're giving me the energy. Yeah. They yeah. are the wind behind my sail mm -hmm. to keep on going. And for those who, of, of, of you who are listening, I am eternally grateful because as human beings, as women, we always doubt ourselves. Mm -hmm. We doubt ourselves all the time, yeah. but the proof is in the pudding. Yeah. The proof is my, my, my followers, my supporters who I just cannot thank enough. And I'm so glad that they are, you know, enjoying and that they are inspired and that they are encouraged by the content. I mean, I read some comments and I might get tearful here, but I read some comments like, because of you, mm -hmm. I went to the gym. Mm -hmm. Because of you, I started picking up weight. Mm -hmm. Because of you, if you can do it at 71 years young, I mm -hmm. know I can do it. I love the way that I'm, I'm changing the way people talk to themselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to say that you're 50 years old, if you want to say that you're 60 years old, okay, all right. <laughs> but I'm saying that I'm 71 years young yeah. because I know, I know the power that words have. And it, God forbid if you say, oh, I'm 50 years old, well, then I can't go on to that new adventure that life has in store for me. Mm. I can't do this. I can't do that. So to the audience, watch your words because your subconscious, is a, it, it goes 24-7. And when you want to do something, your subconscious will tell you it will bubble up to your consciousness and say, nope, sorry, can't do that. You're too old. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think it's really important, you know, that, you know, what you're saying, that we all should thank every person who supports us. You know, we are brave enough to go out onto Instagram, etc. you know, put our step, you know, put ourselves out there, because we all know that social media can be toxic as well as really positive. But the fact is that we're having the courage to step out and, and showcase who we are. Yes. And I think that's a brave thing to do. And I think it's lovely when, when people begin to see that what you're doing is positive, not just for yourself, but positive for them as well. And, you know, we all should thank every person that is where we touch, you know, every person that we, 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 we feed into, because I mean, it's just a beautiful, beautiful um, kind of experience and journey and you know this is what it's about it's about touching other people in a positive way I agree with you 100% I remember my mother would always say to me she would say you cannot help somebody without helping yourself yeah you can't do it it's impossible yeah so again I, I just I just thank you for giving me the time to thank my supporters thank my followers because you have no idea what a blessing you are to me. You really are. I follow you, as you know, on <laughs> social media. Is there anything else you want to say about your exercise and where that's going? And 
you know, what you're putting out there on your social media? Well, I'm sure we'll talk about this at the end, but I'm putting out exercises to get women to move. Mm -hmm. I'm putting out exercises to get women and men to challenge themselves. It's so important to get out of your comfort zone, not only for your body, but for your mind. I want people to challenge themselves because that's where the growth comes in. If you just stay in one position, if you just stay in the chair, if you just stay on the sofa and, and look at Netflix and look at movies, your body, your muscles, they're just wasting away. Mm -hmm. And when you want your muscles, when you want your body to move, it will, it'll say, the muscles will say, sorry, mm -hmm. you had the chance to move me, but you didn't do that. And this is the message. I don't want that to happen. I, again, at 71, I want this to be the new 71, mm. you know, I, I, I just want women to love themselves. I want them to appreciate themselves for the fine jewels that they are. And that's exactly what they are. And you do that by exercising your mind, challenge yourself. If your face, if, if your watch is on another uh, face, change your face around and let it be different. And then try and figure out how to maneuver that. Learn a new language. You have to exercise your mind. Mm -hmm. You have to exercise your mind and you have to exercise your body. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree with that. You know, I feel like I'm an alien sometimes. Why do I feel like I'm an alien? Because sometimes my contemporaries, they're not, they're not working out. Mm -hmm. I'm looking out the window and I'm seeing people who are younger than I am. And these people are in wheelchairs and walking with canes. And the surprising thing about it is that the statistics have shown that recently dementia has risen in women who are in their 50s. Yeah. Women who are in their 50s are getting Alzheimer's and dementia. So again, you know, we talk about this platform that we are, we're on, and we praise God that we do have this platform to tell women that it doesn't have to be like that. Be cognizant of what you're putting in your mouth and move your body. All mm -hmm. food is not food. Yeah, it's absolutely. Read the labels, feed your body like the wonderful machine that it is, and move your body. Call yourself a Ferrari, call yourself a, a Porsche, and fuel that Porsche the way you would fine tune a, a $100,000 car. Because that's what you want. You can't put a price on your car. You can't put a price on your body. You cannot put a price on your mind, on your brain. That's why you have to take care of it and don't take it for granted. I totally agree with that. I think, you know, you know, there's so much additives, et cetera, in, in what we eat today. It's about if you're looking at, at exercising your body, you need to, as you said, feed it well and going back. It's actually going back to basics. It's going back to the basics. Cook like, you know, we were cavemen again, because that is the most 
healthiest and most holistic way of, you know, I'll be honest, I used to eat, um, you see, snacks and biscuits and cakes and, you know, all of that stuff, all the wrong stuff, right? And one by one, I've just cut them out. I mean, I don't take sugar, haven't taken sugar for years. You know, I'm even going to learn how to make baked beans from, from naturally. Ooh. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to be, I'm going to work. I'm going to learn how to, I mean, I'm already a, a cook, but I, I want to kind of go back to basics where you begin to... The, you make the things and eat the things that you kind of buy in tins, but you don't want to do that because it's all processed. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, when you prepare your food, you know what you have put mm. in it. I live in an apartment. I'm getting ready after we finish talking to get some huge pots and start growing some tomatoes and herbs and things like that in my apartment. And what mm. a joy that'll be to eat the food that I actually grew knowing that there are no pesticides or chemicals on that food and see you living in england you're very very fortunate because some of the additives and pesticides they are banned in your country absolutely but here in the states it's free will Mm -hmm. it's free will even the halloween candy is cancerous Those additives are there for the children. So we really have to be cognizant of what we're putting in our mouth. We really do. Absolutely. Let's talk about, um, we could talk about this forever, but let's talk about, was there a trigger point of 50 or was there not a trigger point of 50 that made you decide you want to do something differently? Or has all of what has happened to you in your lifetime just, you know, you just kind of, as you said earlier, Pauline, is about putting one foot in front of the other and then just moving forward. There wasn't something well, that I'll, changed. I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what, what triggered me. And this triggered me when I was like seven or eight years old. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it was seeing my aunts and my uncles have open heart surgery when they were in their forties and fifties. Wow. Okay. It was seeing my aunts get diabetes and hypertension. So at the young age of eight years old, I was saying to myself, Oh, I can't go out like that. We all have an expiration date, but it was just something in my mind that said, you have to take care of yourself. Mm -hmm. You have to take care of yourself. I mean, my mother's friends, you know, getting fingers and limbs cut off. And I'm seeing that as a little girl. And I'm saying, oh, no, 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 no. To myself, I said, I, I just cannot go down that route. Mm. So I've always been active. Yeah. But I really turned the volume up. I really turned the volume up when I was like, Maybe, well, I, I've always been active. I, I, I can't think, you, you know, because m- movement helped me get through the loss of my husband. Yeah. So I'll say like when I was 40, knowing that the mountain of menopause was right in front of me, then I knew that I really had to just really start exercising and getting after it. Mm-hmm. And you have, so, you absolutely have. Thank you. So in answer to your question, I I think it was like in my 40s when I really started 
working the body the way it was supposed to be worked, the way it is used to being worked. Mm, absolutely. Fabulous. Wonderful. So we're now going to go to a commercial break. And when we're back, we'll talk about what the future looks like and also the bonus part of the podcast. Did you know that You Are Not Invisible After 50 is not just about our highly acclaimed global podcast. Our mission is to empower all women, regardless of colour, creed, class and culture across all countries and continents. So we have two empowering courses for you. A free masterclass, Building a Life You Love, Creating Your Own Path After 50. This transformative masterclass is one that you've been waiting for. Are you ready to seize life after 50 like never before? Well, say goodbye to feeling stuck and say hello to the life you love. Don't let age define your limits. Let it ignite your possibilities. This transformative masterclass is your ticket to a vibrant and fulfilling future. But that's not all. Coming in November, we have our innovative introductory business course, Greater Gold. In today's dynamic business world, age should never be a barrier to success. Say goodbye to age-related stereotypes and hello to unstoppable success. Our half a day course will equip you with the skills and confidence you need to conquer the business world. Discover the true value of your experience, reinvent yourself, stay competitive and master the art of self-presentation. It's time to turn your gray into gold. Don't wait, your future is brighter than ever before. Visit our website and check out our courses geared to propel you to the next level. So embrace your age, utilize your wisdom and experience and own your success. Spots are limited. Also, we have other wonderful products launching in the new year. So keep a watch on our social media posts and website for more information www.youarenotinvisibleafter50.com So let's move on and talk about the future. We've talked about the present in terms of Instagram and social media, etc. What's the plan? Is there a plan for the future or is there anything on the horizon? The plan for the future is because we're living in such a marvellous time and there are over 8.5 billion people on planet Earth, and half of them have to be women. So my plan is to reach as many women as I possibly can to let them know that once you reach a certain age, it's not over. I'm doing that by putting my exercises on YouTube, by putting my exercises mainly on my website page, not only exercises, but nutrition. I just want to fuel women to let them know that they can keep on going and that they are still beautiful. I want them to open up their eyes. I don't want them to look through the eyes of culture and society. I want them to look through their eyes. I want them to see what I see. So I my, mi my mission is to spread the word. Yeah, to 8.5, as many people on planet Earth as I can. I think that's what we're all planning to do, isn't it? You know, we open the doors and we go, there's not an, there's, we, we, as you said, we've got an expiration date. We all have, right? Each and every one of us. But right. it's how we live our lives. I mean, you know, it's about opening the doors. I mean, you're opening the doors through your exercise and, and food, et cetera, and movement. 
I'm opening the doors to women like yourself. Like there's here's an example of women who are changing the the kind of the horizon, the platform, you know, they're changing, you know, what's going on in the world today for 50 plus. So, you know, take, you know, take note of what these women are doing, whichever part of the world they're from. And it's Absolutely. just that's what we're all aiming to do is get information out there, which is not the information that society is is telling us right it's different to the information we're saying right we're here we're 50 and look at us right we're, we're changing the narrative absolutely I agree with you 100% because I remember my grandmother who I love with all my heart she passed away when I was 12 years old and I'm still grieving over that because of the love that she poured into me but she was only like 72 years old. Mm -hmm. And there, there really isn't any reason for us to check out so soon right now mm -hmm. because of the information that we have. So what I want women and men to, to do, I want them to invest in themselves. You don't have to leave this planet at 70. Mm -hmm. My plan, I don't know, I don't know what God's plan is, but whatever his plan is okay with me, but I'd like to be around 80, 90, 100. I still would like to be lifted mm -hmm. to show women what they can do. Yeah. You can do it. You can exercise. You can lift weights. You can squat. Absolutely. The leading cause of death is falls. Mm. You want to be able to balance yourself. You want to be able to be flexible. If you want to dance in the shower, dance in the shower. And you don't, it, it, you won't fall mm. because you have developed that strength. And that's what it's all about. That's what it's Absolutely. all about. And Fabulous. you don't want to be a, you don't want to be a burden to your children. No. I'm going to go to California next week and I'm going to be running and playing tag football with my grandchildren. We're going to be skipping rope. Mm -hmm. And that's, that, that's what I want for every woman, every grandmother to mm -hmm. be active with their grandchildren and for their grandchildren to have that memory of their grandmother. Oh, my grandmother was at, you know, my grandmother even used me as a weight. <laughs> That's a good one. Right, yeah. so that really brings us to the bonus I'm... part of the podcast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you can give five tips that to anyone who's under 50. What are the five tips that you give to anyone who's under 50? Okay, tip number one is to love yourself. And I don't mean that to be in a narcissistic way, but to Really love yourself. Take time with yourself. Be careful how you talk to yourself. Now, I'm so stupid. I could never do that. Oh, what a dumb thing that I did. No, 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 no. Don't talk to yourself like that. Talk to yourself like you would talk to your best friend. Encourage yourself. Number two, <clears throat> be silent. You Be, be be in silence. You don't need the radio. You don't need the television. Just sit with you for a little while mm -hmm. and get those downloads from the spiritual realm. 
Maybe the download is telling you, you should start a podcast. Maybe the download is telling you, you should move more, but just be silent. And that's where you will hear those messages in the silence. Number three, move your body. It's so important. I don't care if you're like 200, 300 pounds overweight. I'm here to tell you that you can do it. Move your body. Put the sneakers out. Wake up in the morning. Put your sneakers on. If you just walk halfway down the block and come back, I commend you. And you should commend yourself. Number four, which leads, which is a, a piggyback of number three, when you stack little habits like that, you're stacking confidence. You're building your self-esteem. So just do put one little brick on top of the other and see and look back and see where you come from. Number four, number five, I believe, you have to have some kind of spiritual foundation. You can't walk around here without being rooted in something. Because if you're not rooted in anything, with all of this madness taking place around us, you can get into that mentally. Mm -hmm. And that could affect you. Oh, it can affect you by the way of anxiety, by way of depression. So whatever you are in, if you're into the Quran, okay. If you're into the Bible, okay. If you're into Hindu, right, Buddha, Buddhism, just be structurally foundational in your beliefs. Fabulous. Wonderful. So Pauline, I'm going to ask you to do a little bit more work. Three tips to anyone who's over 50. What would you say to them? Uh, three tips to women who are over 50 who want to start an exercise program. Go to www.agelessfitnesslifestyle.fit. But again, as I said earlier, we are living in the best time. All you have to do is get on the internet and research what you are interested in. Research in what you are getting ready to tip your toes in. Number two, I'm, I might sound like a broken record, but invest in yourself. As women, we give it all to our children. We give it all to our mates. We give it all to our husband. If, if, if you can just find an hour to invest in you, that could be sitting, giving yourself a bubble bath. That could be sitting on the sofa, reading a, a novel. Do it. Just do it. Number three, going back to number one, be careful how you talk to yourself. There's always two little, there's a little angel here and there's a little devil here. So we always have to let the angel win the conversation. The devil can't, we, we, we refuse to let the devil win it. Oh, you're old. You shouldn't be doing that. Oh, you oh, you shouldn't be picking up a weight. No, devil. I'm picking up that weight and I'm going to get stronger. So talk to yourself in an affirmative, positive manner. It's only you. It's only you. 
I mean, you cannot escape from you. You cannot go to England. You cannot go to Paris because wherever you go, that is where you're going to be. So love yourself. Be kind to yourself. And be careful how you talk to yourself. What fine words from a fine lady. It's a beautiful way to finish a podcast. So thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to You're Not Invisible After 50 podcast. If you want to hear more from some amazing women who are over 50, who are kicking ass and making impact, then don't forget to follow us right here on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Remember to subscribe, rate, comment and share with other women through your social media. Let's spread the word across the world that you don't have to be invisible after 50. Check out our other services on www.you'renotinvisibleafter50.com and follow us on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok and YouTube. And always remember that life doesn't end at 50. In fact, it's just beginning. Thank you.